Today's episode is sponsored by Alliance Leisure, the UK's leading leisure development specialist. Over the last 30 years, Alliance has worked with numerous local authorities to design and develop community sustainable leisure environments that encourage active lives, promote community cohesion, and tackle health inequalities. With a diverse portfolio of more than 220 leisure developments ranging from single site projects to multi-million pound complete leisure portfolio transformations, Alliance Leisure Services can be procured through the UK Leisure Framework. The framework is open to all public sector organisations in the UK. For more information, visit allianceleisure.co.uk. Welcome back to The Truth About Local Government. And today's episode, we're hoping to make a splash. Uh, Yes, that was a cheesy pun, but we're talking about Lido's. Uh, and with me to talk about that is Mark Bajant, uh, Corporate Director at the London Borough of Redbridge, a uh, very experienced individual who I'm delighted has taken the time to speak to us today. Mark, how are you? Hi there. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, and uh, very happy to be on the call. Amazing. Well, Mark, let's start us off with a bit of context. What's going on with uh, the Lido in uh, Valentine's Park? So in Redbridge, uh, Valentine's Park is an award-winning uh green flag flying park that's been uh, for many years loved and and tops the uh, the annual uh, awards list for uh, parks that are, that are loved across across the UK um, it's an old Victorian heritage park uh, lots of beautiful features there's a mansion house and so on we've recently upgraded tennis courts cricket pitches um, it's a fabulous place for people to come visit the um, the Lido that used to be in Valentine's Park was built in the 1920s and demolished in the 1990s. It was well past the end of its life. Um, we are going to build a new Lido that's going to be there for the next 100 years, let's hope. And um, it's really exciting because we think we're one of the few, if not the only, authorities about to build a brand new Lido uh, we're not talking about refurbishing an old one. We're talking about a completely brand new one, state of the art, uh, 25 meter pool. It's going to have a splash pad area for, for younger children. It's going to have a gym. It's going to have a yoga and dance studio. It's going to have a cafe. Um, all, all kinds of exciting features to be included. Uh, it'll be a heated pool using sustainable energy Um solar panels all over the roof uh, of of the buildings around the pool um yeah i mean really excited about it and uh, we're just at the stage where we've been running a public consultation and um we've had over a thousand people fill in a survey and um about three quarters of them have said they will come and use the facilities which is you know phenomenal it's really exciting i think that's the thing you know about you know when you have got politicians and officers working together for such an amazing cause, like to, to bring something back to life that from 1923 to 1995 delivered such joy to the community. I mean, I was seeing what um, Councillor uh, Cam Rye, who's the everyone listening at home, is the deputy leader of Redbridge Council and cabinet member for finance and regeneration. And there was a really nice comment that was made about the borough being a fantastic place to live, work and visit. And I think what for me that's really special about this, Mark, is the fact that through the investment the council makes, this will be self-sustaining. It will be, um, you know, it'll be a green enterprise that will basically pay for itself um, through the, the, you know, the commercial entities will be on there. You know, the, uh, as you mentioned, children's bus area, cafe, gym, dance. And it, 
it's just so fascinating. Talk us about the challenge of actually getting this from an idea through to physical delivery. How hard has this been for you and the team? Um, I think really the challenge is the usual challenge in a local authority where you've got procurement processes to comply with, you've got obviously the whole planning process to comply with, and you've got a lot of other capital projects, a lot of other operational demands on your time. So, you know, I'm, I don't just manage um, leisure, I'm responsible for the whole regeneration service, including planning, corporate property, capital delivery of our housing programme. We're built, building uh, 600 new council homes. Uh, we're doing schools, we're doing community centres, and uh, we've already got another swimming pool that we're building over in Wanstead, which is on site now and, and well underway. Um, but it's keeping all of those uh, things going at the same time. That, that's the main challenge. In terms of the Lido, I mean, we've got a great site for it. We've clearly got the public backing for it and the political support. We've got the budget uh, in place. So, um, yeah, I mean, the usual things that you have to struggle with, which is finance and political support, uh, those are all in place. And um, the key thing here is is designing it well, uh, consulting people properly as part of that design process and then getting it through planning. And then clearly we need to find somebody to build it. And we haven't tested the market yet there. But, you know, we know there, there are companies out there who who build pools. Um, so we, we're confident we'll we'll get that through as well. It's fantastic because, I mean, the, the context everyone listening at home is that you know, since 2010, there's been 400 swimming pools have shut across uh, England. And, you know, as a, uh, in regards to how leisure is engaged with by local government, it's just so important that we see this investment into facilities that all families can enjoy together. Mark, you always take me back about how calm you discuss these incredibly complex and incredibly demanding projects. What's been the success that you found in Redbridge to making things happen where, and again, it's not a criticism of other councils, but some of the councils that struggle to deliver um, on on kind of what their ambitions. What's been your your trick to success? I mean, I think the political leadership is is really important. So having clear, stable, you know, far sighted political leadership is is vital. Um, so you know, in Redbridge, we we've had uh, a leader and deputy leader for several years who. Um, you know, it's very clear that the, the leisure offer is integral to their way of um, regenerating the borough, that they see it as critical to bringing in all of that inward investment, that people want to live and work in a borough that, that caters for those aspects of their lives. And of course, it also promotes the whole health agenda and, you know, physical activity is so important for not just physical health, but but mental health and well-being as well. So all of that kind of policy and political vision, I would say, is what sits behind all of this and, and, and makes it easy to get the priority within the organisation, whether it's the legal team, the finance team, the procurement team. They know that this is a political priority so they commit their time and their energy to making it work. And we 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 run these through um, the usual project management. I say usual, what, what I find the, the, the best way to run projects is you have a project team, a project board, you, re, you meet regularly, you have very clear tasking, 
project planning, you monitor and you keep on track. And um, that, that's what makes it successful. And, you know, it, it's not as easy as that sounds because obviously you hit, you hit things along the way, you hit obstacles, you sometimes have to amend what your, what your plan looked like at the beginning in order to deliver on it. But I do think, um, yeah, in Redbridge, I've got a great team and we're, we're delivering a lot of great projects. And I think what also is amazing about what you're doing at Redbridge is how you're communicating with the public. Before we came on this call, I was looking at your website and I'll put a link for this to everyone who's listening at home in the uh, the, the, the chat details on the um, on the Spotify. But, uh, you know, you've got a really clear project timeline. And I think that's so refreshing, you know, because I think a lot of the time I don't want to make general kind of assumptions here. But, you know, most of the time when you see these big projects and they're spoken about, well, when's it going to happen? And sometimes you fear that it could be used as a political football. You know, well, we made it happen because it came out the ground under our leadership. But actually, it was a previous six years where or four years or whatever. So that I think just the communication piece has been so fantastic with this. And, and on this um, uh, on the Internet site as well, you've got your photos, your videos, so people can really start to kind of really engage with the concept and start to buy into it. Because I imagine the success of a lot of those things is once it's built, it's actually used. Absolutely. And I, I I mean, I think our communications team who sit behind this and, and do the community engagement planning are, are really, you know, top notch, re- really excellent. So, I mean, on this one, our web page that you're, you're going to give the link to has had over 12,000 individual hits on it from, from, you know, unique individuals. Um, that's phenomenal for a local authority capital project. And as I said, over a thousand of those people have filled in the online survey. We also ran two days in the the library in Ilford where we had an exhibition and engaged with people face to face, which, you know, for some people that suits them much better than going online. And um, really, really positive engagement, really, really positive comments. And even people who had doubts or questions, we found that through through a dialogue with them, they left feeling positive about the scheme. So, um, you know, even those people who maybe have their scepticism or their doubt, we're confident that we're going to win them over to this because, um, yeah, as I've said, it's it's going to really offer something for everybody in in Ilford. Uh, Absolutely. I think I take my hat off to yourself, your team, your communications team, because I think the accessibility of the council to the public just makes it so much easier for the public to buy and understand what you're doing. And that means when there are frustrations and there are going to be things where things go wrong or you know the the council doesn't pick up a bin uh you know there's a real understanding of of what you are doing the positive things you're doing as a council um i mean for, you, for yourself mark i mean what what's what advice would you give to um to councils maybe you're listening out there or or charities are listening out there about this sort of not necessarily uh, building a lido but about these large-scale capital programs um or, or kind of investment programs you know what is the way to make it a success? I mean, how, how do you, what any tips that you've learned from this process and previous processes that you'd share? I think um, with this one and, and, and probably from many of my other experiences, the, um, the team that you bring together, it, for me, it's about having the right people on the team and um, not bringing in people uh, at the wrong time as well. So, you know, you don't need your legal advisor in every meeting, but you do need them at the meetings where there's something critical that they, you know, they need to tell you what the risk is that you're taking or or tell you what 
what's the right way to do something. So, same with procurement, you know, you don't need them necessarily in every meeting, but you do need to involve them at the critical point. So uh, this comes with experience, I think, but it's understanding that timeline from the idea through the feasibility into the detailed design, into the procurement and planning, into the delivery on site. It's understanding who needs to be in, in the room at each point of that process. And clearly it's getting the people with the skills and making sure that they all communicate effectively together. And so my, my role is about really just bringing the right people together and getting the best out of them. I mean, this this is such a positive kind of accolade for the council, but it, it feels like as if the Redbridge plan, the 2022 to 2026 regeneration plan, making it a better borough for everyone is really on track to deliver. Um, I mean, what, uh, you know, you've, I've, I've, you know, Jazz Athwell, the leader of the Redbridge Council and Claire Simmons, chief exec, you know, they, and they're in the forward talk about this ambition, you know, making a Redbridge a place for everyone. What else, what other exciting things would you like to share that, you know, that are, that's happening in Redbridge at the moment that uh, your disciplines are, uh, you know, kind of leading on in the physical regeneration? Well, as I said earlier, I mean, we, we have a huge house building programme, which for a council that has a very small stock of council housing. So we've got four and a half thousand council homes. And we're building another 600 on top of that. I mean, that's a massive increase in the size of our stock. And um, yeah, no, that's that's at pace and at quality and within you know a tight budget framework. So um, that's a really exciting programme. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a few councils out there who are doing more, but we, you know, we, we're definitely punching above our weight in that area, which, which is really good. Um, the other stuff is all the stuff in the, the, the regeneration of town centres where we're investing in the public realm, you know, pavements and street furniture and artworks and, um, and then getting into things like buying buildings and converting them and so we, we recently bought uh, an old retail unit and we've opened it up it's called the spark lab and we've opened it up with uh, lots of pop-up um, retail and uh, maker space kind of solutions so we're about to have uh, an organization called so london that's s-e-w for so uh, which is all about um you know I suppose the rag trade, you know, it's all about um, fashion and uh, design and um, and um, you know sewing to 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 make clothes and other other textile um, products. So you know they're going to have a, a residency in in that space. It's right on the high road. Lots of people passing by every day. They can get people in, talk to them, give them a taster session, involve them. In a, in a bit of that, um, see if that if that's something that appeals to them, then they can get them involved in longer term training and development around that. Um, and obviously, they'll be able to sell products as well. So that kind of thing. I mean, that, there's been a whole series of things happening in the Spark Lab over the last year or so, which, um, you know, just animates and enlivens the, the centre of town. It does feel there's a real when I talk to you, like there is such an energy to what you're talking about. And then you, you can't see, obviously, on the podcast, but the sm mark smiling, the body language, it's just fantastic. And there is a real sense of momentum with these kind of schemes, because, you know, as the kind of momentum goes from one project, it then obviously transcends into the next project and the team's morale 
It's fantastic. My last question for you, Mark, today really is around local government, its importance. And I, I, obviously, you've you've worked for the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea as head of strategy and programmes. You've worked at the Royal Borough of Greenwich as project director. And then obviously, you were very successful interim uh, for just over seven years. Why is local government important? I mean, clearly, local government is how people locally get all the services they need uh, that supports their community, supports life in, in the local area, whether that's schools, whether that's, um, you know, the, the libraries and leisure centres that I'm now uh, getting getting more and more involved in, whether it's housing and providing homes for people or, or supporting them in the private sector in dealing with their landlords and uh, and those those kinds of issues. So, I mean, I'm, I've just touched on some of the things that I've been most involved in in my career, but um, it's the full range of local public services that are provided by local authorities that are vital to the place, to sustaining the place, developing the place, and the people who live in that place, creating a place where people want to to stay and thrive and and be happy. So fundamentally to me local authorities are about happiness they're happiness machines they uh, bring people together support them to um, live well and enjoy life it's so important life's tough life can be really tough and you know particularly where you know a lot of the time we talk about local government being a safety net it's it's a beautiful way to talk about you know local government being a a, a driver of, of social positivity and um, I'm just so I'm just again, thank you for your, your efforts, Mark, uh, you know, throughout your career, but also at Redbridge and, and well done to you, your team and and to the political leadership as well. It, it's fantastic. Um, so thank you for that. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, I really appreciate it. It's been good. Thank Amazing. you. Well, um, everyone listening at home, if you've got a chance to go down to the Valentine's Lido uh, when it's open, please do go along and go along to Redbridge. There's some really exciting things happening there. So have a look on the uh, the website. As discussed, the details for that scheme will be in the uh, the notes of this podcast. So have a have a look and uh, have a have a have a gander. But from myself and Mark Pageant, Corporate Director at uh, Director of Regeneration and Culture at the London Borough of Redbridge, uh, it's goodbye for now. Have a great day and enjoy your weekend. Today's episode is sponsored by the UK Leisure Framework, the UK's only dedicated leisure framework. The UK Leisure Framework allows for the direct appointment of a development partner for scoping, design and construction of leisure centres and sports facilities. The framework is available to all UK public sector organisations and has completed over 100 projects to date. For more information, visit leisureframework.co.uk.